0: Hello everyone and all of my disabled disciples. Welcome to Candy Today is Thursday, September 30th, 2021 and we are going to talk about separation anxiety. Coming right up on Handy Schleft. Stay tuned. y'all it is so good to be with everyone again I've been taking my time it seems with some of these episodes I always set a goal for myself to record the episodes on Monday and be done with it and use that remaining time of the week to conjure up the next topic for the episode and you know life gets in the way and it kind of pushes me back, and it seems like I've been hitting a new reoccurring pattern of releasing new episodes of Slept every Thursday now, so will it become the new norm? Well, it depends on how much effort I want to put in that week, and uh, what's going on in my personal life, and my church life, and my family life, my social life, what's going on with... Um, the updates on my new film project, and I'm working on some uh, ministry outreach projects right now. It's a lot going on, so... I still want to keep Handyslapped as a priority, as it's just good to connect with everyone and to just talk about things going on in the disabled community things we all relate with, things we all go through on a daily basis, and how to approach things a little bit differently. And by differently, I mean biblically and in our relationship with God and how a relationship with God changes how we approach different anxieties to say, In the world, in which the world will approach it in other ways that may or may not be as effective. Or, you know, basically put, everyone deals with anxiety and trauma and other things differently. But how can God really walk alongside you in the recovery process in the times of mourning and grieving and healing that's the type of approach I want to uh, try to talk about and you know how can disability and understanding theology and the Bible and who Jesus is and God how can all of that make a difference in the disabled life. That's what this is all about. And now we're going to think about that and all the anxieties and specifically, uh, what is separation anxiety? Well, the first thing I think about with separation anxiety is, you know, just being away from someone too long starts to make you anxious, or you worry about what's gonna happen to them any given day. Constantly thinking about how life could possibly move on or be normal again without that person or thing or just anything you find genuine and relevant in your life. How can your life be back to the way it was Without it How can you be comfortable again Without it Or without them What I think about as well With separation anxiety Is my dog (laughs) My dog Josie Uh, Beautiful animal I love her to death She's five years old She is my baby And uh, a lot of other people agree too She is such a gem You know, being biased Everyone says that about their dog but this dog is different i'm telling you and so whenever we my family and i are gone or even when i'm gone or my dad is gone uh it drives her wild you know she hates being alone and um she hates being separated from the family even when we're all together in the same room she has to come into the room and be with all of us or if we're praying together or whatever, uh, even doing Bible studies, or if I'm just with my friends, um, she'll most more than likely come and join the group, whether it's for a few minutes or whatever, just to confirm that she's not alone in the home. You know, it's just so cute, and I think that's just a big attribute that we relate with in animals, in uh, dogs, or any kind of animal that's Highly emotionally tuned as Josie is. And so when we look at the definition and the understanding of separation anxiety, um, I read from an article from Healthline.com. It's a medically reviewed article. And it says, oh, separation anxiety is a regular part of development for children between the age of six months to three years. When symptoms continue into late childhood, your child may be diagnosed as having Child Separation Anxiety Disorder, or SAD, S-A-D. If separation anxiety continues into adulthood, you'll be diagnosed with Adult Separation Anxiety Disorder. Symptoms of Anxiety Disorder in Children and adults are similar. For children, separation anxiety is often associated with extreme fear or anxiety about being away from parents or caregivers. Come back to that in a minute. That can make a child less willing to participate in events or social experiences, like spending the right or sorry, or spending the night at a friend's house or going to summer sleepaway camp. For adults, the anxiety is around being away from children or spouses. Instead of school, work function or other responsibilities can become impaired. So see, in a way, that part of childhood development always remains within us and manifests and transforms and transfigures throughout our development, throughout our lifespan. There's a core centrality there that never leaves us. No matter how much we try to tell ourselves that we are growing up, we are changing, there are still elements in our human nature that never cease. There are elements in our nature that don't stop. Elements in our nature that show that we all are bonded and have a belonging in longing. That comes from a recent sermon preached at my church. But there is this constant need for connection. This constant need for community or family, or tribe, however you want, whatever term you want to use there. And it's always as if we need to connect in something. Maybe we try to go through different forms of uh, communities and identities to find our own identities. To feel like we need to connect or belong in something, just to feel something again just to feel like we are bonding and connecting with something that we are made of something you know when we feel alone or well separated we don't feel like we have a purpose and without that purpose what do we live for you know maybe it's just the way we operate or maybe it's an obsession or you know what however you want to look at it but we always feel like we need to find a reason in something always feeling like something has to make sense in our lives because if it doesn't then we feel like we don't have a purpose. And what can we find in that purpose? Just as we were reading the article, it said how um, we, we still <laughs> pass along and carry with us the childhood symptom of separation anxiety disorder and that's being away from parents or caregivers. Now, the key there is caregivers. You know, as uh, someone with a disability, as a lot of us are, as someone who struggles um, with what's gonna happen with a family when um, I get to an age, or we all get to an age where times need to change. What's gonna to happen to myself or us as disabled people when our families aren't able to provide that most intimate care anymore? And I know that a lot of us in disabilities are fine in the sense of we have caregivers that take care of us, other caregivers, people who we hire, people who we book or get from insurance, people we pay out of pocket, whoever. We always talk about on the show how God always provides, how God would always provide for us and how God never gives up on us and that we are to never give up on him you know, we, we go through so many different battles, and I don't understand how people can do it without God. And I myself am guilty of it. This past few years of my life, I've been nothing but challenge and me questioning the plans of God or If God is so real and so active in our lives, then why does he allow these things in our lives to happen? What is the value in that? And then I go back and I think about how God influences everything in our lives. How does... God put value in us. Well, you think about back in the beginning in Genesis how God created us in his image. Male and female. All of us he created in his image. In the sense of in his attributes with his properties with his love with his grace and his heart and we think how can god be so loving again if he allows these bad things to feel fear when i have anxiety To feel fear when I have nothing else to feel. To feel fear when nothing else feels like it's going to come. Well, we have to think about how does God help you? How is God helping you realize that there is more to life. I understand in your life that there are very much difficulties. There are so many challenges. There are so many things you wish could change, but they don't. What is God doing in our lives that says this is okay? Well, we have to remember everything God does is of value, and everything God creates is of value. Everything is of value in the love of God. We may not always see it, but the way of God is greater than anything we could ever understand or hope for. Being a disabled person, we get anxiety all the time. Being a disabled person, we get anxiety left and right of who's gonna care for us, who's gonna make us sure we are okay at that time. Feeling like we have to cancel things because our disability gets in the way. Feeling like our disability is always gonna be some kind of nuisance and, oh man, just the need of feeling like we have to apologize for everything, it doesn't need to be that way by no means, I understand where a lot of my brothers and sisters in the disabled community are coming from, or you if you're just a, if you're not a disabled person, how you understand in your own way as well what is God doing, and what if? What if God did things differently in my life? What if the disability wasn't there? Where would I be? You ask yourself. What if it wasn't there, the disability? Where would my life be? What kind of person would I be? Who would my friends be? What kind of family? Would I have? Would I even have a family? Would I have a family that's different than what I have now? Would I have a better family or a worse family? And we just think about what if? What if I made different decisions in my life? We talked a little bit about this last week. What if I made better decisions for my life? I was at youth group last night. I, I help out with uh, my local youth group and I'm um, one of the leaders there with some of my friends. And we are going through with the youth. And just so you know, it's such a beautiful thing to share Jesus with the youth of your community. With children because you know they are the next generation, and to share the love of God with them, regardless of your circumstances and regardless of the pains you are going through, regardless of the impossible decisions you have to make in your life that no one else can understand, because disabled decisions are much different than everyday, mundane decisions. And yet those mundane decisions to someone else can be a game changer for people like us. And then we were talking about last night the different attire for the armor of God found in Galatians chapter 6. We finished it off talking about the helmet of salvation and the shield. How it's all a protection not only for us, but for those around us, how you use them in different formations, how we protect the people in front of us and behind us and around us to make a solid fortified formation that no arrow or sword or any kind of enemy can penetrate. And what this is all illustrating is that with all the different things we have in our lives. How we think God is angry with us, how we feel like God can't love us, how, you know, being disabled, we often feel unloved, or we feel like a burden to society, or a burden to our loved ones, if we have loved ones, a burden in our love lives, feeling like we can't find romantic love because society and culture depending on where you live, uh, does not see disabled people as, well, romantic sexual beings. You know, as if we're just pieces of trash or um, unprioritized people or undervalued or unloved. Something we all can relate with. something, Something that is universal. That we are... Feeling unloved, and that we can't be loved because of our deformities, because of our disabilities and our setbacks, or in different circumstances, because of our traumas, because of our upbringing, looking for love in all the wrong places. But as we read in Romans chapter 8, verses 38 through 39, I think we've mentioned this before, but the book of Romans is such a powerful magnum opus of God's word and God's heart and how it all works. Verse 38, For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation... Again, in all creation in all faults, all worries, all anxieties, all burdens that you have today, nothing of that under creation and the fall of creation, nor death, anything under the fall of creation. Back to the verse will be able to separate us from the love of God in Jesus. Christ or Christ Jesus, our Lord. Nothing can separate us from them. No matter what separation anxiety you are feeling in yourself from your parents or your caregivers, separation anxiety and romantic love, feeling like you are completely lonely, that you have no shot with anyone to find romantic love or anyone who will love you as a good friend, Nowadays, hardcore, sensual, genuine friendships are hard to come by. To find one like that is so rare and scarce. But I tell you today that I don't have all the answers. I'm going through these motions and ups and downs of life just as much as y'all are. But I know in my faith, in the faith that you can have too, regardless of what you're going through, that the love of God is stronger than any of those doctor reports, stronger than any of your broken relationships, any, stronger than any of those hateful words you have said to someone, or if someone has said to you, because words hurt and they stick and they fester and they grow into a poisonous tumour that tries to take you down and make you nothing and to make you question your value and purpose in this life that it's all for nothing that you die and there's you just cease to exist my friends that is not the case for in faith in faith we have the love of God that nothing can separate us from it. Hang on to that today, just one more day. It is a day by day process, but one day more is what it's all about. For the blessed hope of Jesus Christ that took away all death, pain, and sin and that is already conquered your disability, nothing can separate you from that love. And even though you feel unloved or you feel unworthy of love, nothing will separate you from it. Let's pray together, shall we? Dear Lord God, I thank you so much for anyone who is listening to this podcast. Lord, let Your Holy Spirit dwell upon them. Be with them in their disabilities. Be with them in their anger, in their hatred, in their bitterness in their feeling of unworthiness or feeling like they are unloved or unworthy of love or feeling like love is not something for them. Be with them in their loneliness and their despair. Be with them in their good times too. Feeling like we can live life, but something is still missing, Lord. Not saying this as an optional truth, not saying this as a truth that just works for someone but the truth, Lord, for you are the truth, the way, Lord God, and the life are you, Lord God. I pray this over everyone listening in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you again for listening to this episode of Handy Slapped, Episode 40. Episode 40 of Handy This is the Reverend Jordan Schrader. I want to thank you all for joining with us on this journey over a year now. And if you have any prayer requests or anything like that, or if you want to talk about different topics on the show, uh, please reach out to me on Facebook or email me at jordanrobert71 at gmail.com. Until then, take care of yourself. Trust in the Lord. Stay safe. And as always, stay classy.